0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the beginning Before the heavens and the earth were made, the earth was a formless wasteland. There was nothing but God himself. And in that moment, God spoke. Immediately, light emitted and spread over the whole of what was going to become creation itself. And God said that the light was very good, and he separated the light from the darkness, the light he called day, the darkness he called night. Evening came, morning followed, the first day. these first five verses of the, God, of the book of Genesis, the first five verses of the Bible itself, bring us into the creation story. And I always look forward to hearing that story because it's first proclaimed at the Easter vigil as we're right on the cusp of the celebration of Easter itself. So every time I hear those words in the beginning, I always get excited. But a lot of people will hear those verses, they'll hear that part of the story, and instead of dwelling in the glory and goodness, they go hold on a second. God creates light on day one. He creates the thing that makes the light on day four. How can that possibly be? And it's a good question to ask. And so many theologians, they spend a lot of time really thinking about this, contemplating this. And one of the great explanations of what's going on here is it's highlighting the story of the creation of the angels. For before anything material was created, the spiritual was first put into place. And so God created on that day all of the angels. All the angels that ever will exist and all the angels that ever have existed. Unlike you and I, human beings, our creation is ongoing. Through the gift of the sacrament of marriage, creation continues. But angels are not like that. They are not being created. They have been created. They were the first creation that was made. And so God created every single one of these beings who are meant to be his ministers, who are meant to be his messengers, to carry this message of hope to the world. And so how fitting it is that they are described as light itself. For God is the one light that shines in our life through everything and they carry that light to us. And so light is created. And so we look at this beautiful creation that's going on to understand the essence of these beings, for they are so different from who we are. For we are complex beings. When God gives us the gift of free will, we exercise that on a regular basis. And we're constantly flip-flopping back and forth, that we love God and we honor Him we reject God and we go our own ways. And we repent, we love God and we honor Him, then we reject Him and we go our own ways back and forth, back and forth for the entirety of our lives. We are complex creatures and so we make complex decisions. Angels, on the other hand, they are simple. They have free will like you and I do, but they are simple beings that, are, that made one choice in the gift of their free will. Do they follow God or not? And it makes sense that they would only have one choice because unlike you and I who are bound by space and time, angels are pure spirits. They have no space or time to exist in. And so we make our decisions based on how we live today. In this ever-changing world, our decisions are always changing. But the angels exist outside of time. And so when God created them, he laid before them everything that was going to happen. And he says, this is my plan for creation. And he looks at each and every one of them and he says, I have a particular role for you to play. I have something I want you to do in creation itself. Will you fulfill this beautiful vocation I have given to you? And so the angels looked in awe upon everything that God would do. As they're gazing at the beauty and the glory, Lucifer, the light bearer, the one who is supposed to be so close to God that he was burning with the fire of God's love. His eyes was gazing across all of creation, and they landed upon Mary, our blessed mother, And he saw the vocation that God had planned for her. That she would be the mother of God incarnate. That she would be the mother of the king of kings. The king of heaven and earth. And so that means because of her role there, she would be elevated to become the queen of heaven and earth. And so she would become the queen even of all of the angels. And Lucifer gazed upon this moment that was to come and understood that he would be commanded to bow before one of these stupid, fleshy creatures that God was creating. He was to bow before a lower being. And as he gazed upon that moment, his heart was hardened. And he cried out, non servion I will not serve. And as that first echo of disobedience begins to spread throughout the angelic preachers. More and more saw things that they disagreed with in what God planned to do. And a third of the angels cried out and rejected the plan of God himself. And as this horror is taking place, all of a sudden, one other voice comes above everyone else. And we hear one of the lower angels cry out, Who makes himself like God? And St. Michael gains his name. He takes his place as being the defender of what God has put in place, that beautiful vocation that he was made for. And he gathers the lower angels and they engage in this great battle. And God separates the light from the darkness. And St. Michael and his angels cast the demons out of heaven, for nothing impure can dwell in that perfect dwelling. And so they're sent down to what is to become the earth itself. And now they are here for all of time, having rejected God's plan, no opportunity to return again, hearts hardened, despising everything that is good and holy and beautiful. And they go out and they spend the entirety of their existence waging war against all of those who are followers of God himself, This is the scene that Jesus is placed into in our gospel today. St. Mark, in his beautifully eloquent and succinct way of saying things, takes what Matthew and Luke create this entire chapter explaining the temptations of the desert. He uses, what, three verses to explain this? But even in that shortness, he puts in a very important piece of information. He says, Jesus is driven into the desert and he dwells among wild beasts. This highlights the temptation that Jesus endured. Not just what it is that the devil brought to him, which we're going to dig into next year in much greater depth, but even just the smaller temptations. For there is a great spiritual war that's going on constantly on this earth where all of those demons have nothing better to do than to harass those who are good and holy, seeking out that which is beautiful, and the angels who are here to defend us and protect us. And so this war is raging on all around us, and Jesus finds himself in the midst of that. The demons on one side, the wild beasts, and the angels ministering to him on the other just in the same way that you and I find ourselves in this battle that continues going on throughout this time? Are we ready to engage in this battle? So many are oblivious to what's going on around them, and so it becomes very easy to be swayed one way or another. And that's not what we're made for. We're not made to be creatures to simply be tempted, but rather creatures to stand strong and tall in God's goodness and truth. And so we must engage in this and be aware of it. For it is always ongoing, whether we recognize it or not. How many this weekend will hear this message proclaimed and their first thought is, this is all ridiculous. Where is this coming from? How many come to Mass this weekend simply to fulfill an obligation because their heart has been so hardened to the Mass over the course of time? These are the casualties of the war that are going on for souls that are not engaged. But likewise, how many other souls hear a message like this and they're inspired to go deeper in their spiritual life? How many souls will come to Mass this weekend and encounter Christ in the Eucharist for the very first time in that very real way and they change their lives forever? These are the victories of the war that's going on. And we are right smack dab in the middle of it. But we're not here to fight alone. Just as Jesus had angels ministering to him in the desert, so we have our guardian angel who never leaves our side. Following that childhood prayer, always working to lead, to light, to rule, to guide us. Our church has an angel. Our city has an angel. Our state has an angel. Our country has an angel. Your house has an angel. There are so many angels, so many spiritual beings who are ready to come to our aid in a moment's notice if we are willing to call upon them. But they are angels. They are beings. They are by nature relational because God has made them that way. And so their power is limited until we give them permission to work in our life, until we enter into that relationship with them. And so on this first Sunday of Lent, we take this time to pause and look ahead at the desert we're journeying through. For we're only five days into Lent, we've still got quite a few more to go. And a lot of people are already set and ready to give up. Or how many people walk into Mass this weekend and they go, Oh shoot, it's Lent. I need to do something. We're entering into this desert now, but we enter into the desert with these great beings at our side. For we are made for greatness. We hear in our first reading about the covenant that God makes how through the waters the earth was washed clean of the evil just to be be an image of how your soul and my soul was washed at the moment of our baptism, that we are remade in God's grace. And that recreation that happened at the beginning of our life is one which is also ongoing. Every time we go to confession, we are made new again. Every time we pray, every time we use holy water, every time we enter into an act of loving service, our hearts are remade. And it's our angels who can lead us and guide us and show us the right direction. For that is what they are here for. Having waited an eternity for our time on this earth and then patiently waiting at our side, hoping that we let them into our lives more. To win us that grace. To put us on the straight and narrow. To protect us from the temptations that are always around us. Yes, it is the beginning of this season. Yes, there is a lot of work to do. But how much help we have. How much glory is being offered to the soul that builds this relationship with their angel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son